Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton-Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network. The Best Ever You Show is here to help you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. With this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. And now, here is your host, Elizabeth. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You show today. Uh, we haven't done a show in a little in a while, and I actually goofed up the time of this show a few days ago, and um, was, I went live on the radio, and I was like, oh, I think we've got the day wrong. <laughs> that was pretty funny, so sorry about that, and sorry to my guest today, uh, Jennifer Noel Taylor, for, for doing that, but we quickly <laughs> deleted everything, and, and we're rescheduled for today. So um, if you tuned in last week, here she is today, and she'll be with me in just a little bit, but what a week it's been. It's been it's been so interesting. Um, I was sitting on the couch the other night, and I I got this Facebook message from a girlfriend of mine, Tori Ryden, and uh, she said, "Hey, can you be on my show in the morning? Can you be here at the studio uh, at 9 a.m. to be on my show, Positively Maine?" And I thought about it, and you know, you guys know me. I'm always the interviewer, <laughs> not the interviewee. And I was like, you know, I'm going to say yes to this and worry about it as I go overnight. <laughs> But uh, so I said yes, and oh, it was so nice to see her again. So, Tori Ryden, if you're listening, thank you so much for having me on, on your show. We spent an hour together talking about my book, Percolate, Let Your Best Self Filter Through, which is a Hay House book, and uh, talked about a lot about food allergies. Um, I thought we were going to end up talking more about the book, but really, I think the food allergies really took hold. And we talked a lot about um, navigating through the world of food allergies. So it got me thinking, you know, there's always more to do to help save lives. Um, of people with food allergies. And I know you all, um, anybody who knows me fairly well knows that I have anaphylaxis and have nearly died twice. Um, I've had a lot of allergic reactions, but two really, really bad ones. And um, I'm allergic to all nuts, peanuts, fish, and shellfish, and um, have some pretty nasty food allergies. And um, I also co-founded foodallergyzone.com with um, my friend Brian, whose son actually died from an allergic reaction to peanuts. Um, he uh, ingested peanut flour in pudding while on vacation with their family and died. Um, so we do everything we can um, to talk about food allergies and saving lives and uh, all sorts of stuff. So um, I was just really soul searching a lot this week since talking to Tori about food allergies and thinking, you know, I need to do more. And so I just thought I would start my own show off with talking about food allergies. And um, I, I wanted to segue into that because what I segue from that to, over to Jennifer, and I'm going to bring her microphone here live, which might take a minute or so. But um, Jennifer Noel Taylor is an energy healing practitioner. And I thought that was kind of perfect because the, I know um, you can kind of hear my voice when I talk about food allergies. It's not that much fun <laughs> to to live with them or live with things where you perceive something's different about you um, than other people or you're trying to cope with something or or you're sick or your mindset isn't right or whatever it is. Um, I love energy healers. And so I'm really excited to, to talk to Jennifer. Um, and she has sort of a background like mine where she jettisoned her, her job and what she was studying and things like that to do what she's doing now. So we'll talk about that too, because I know how that feels to be in a job or a degree where you're like, uh, this doesn't feel right. And I need to do something else, but 
let me go on and on. Um, her, I'm going, I am going to go on and on just so you all know. Um, <laughs> she's, she's a self-help motivator and the CEO of Quantum Touch. She has dedicated her life's work to helping people discover the healing power of their love. Now, that is very interesting. She's got this really cool book. I have a copy of it. It's called Love Incorporated, The Business of Doing What You, I, I think I cut off the name of the book in the show. Is it doing what you love to do? I'm going to guess. Jennifer, is that right? What's the full name of the book? Love Incorporated. Um, yeah. The, uh, of doing the what you love. Doing what you love. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was, I was like, I think that's probably what it says, but I don't think the show title allowed it to be that long. So I'm going to have to go in and maybe think of that. But hi, how are you? Welcome hi. to the show. Oh, thank and, you. Yeah. And you're oh, in Hawaii. You're in Hawaii? I am in Hawaii, and uh, yeah, right now it's 7 a.m., and um, yeah, I'm just uh, waking up in a beautiful day out here, and uh, thanks so much for having me. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here, especially at 7 in the morning. I would have said, uh, no. <laughs> it would be more like 9. 9 for me to be on. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Tori had said, you want to be here at 7? I would have been like, uh, no, I don't. Um, but no, thank you. Um, hello, Hawaii. We're in Maine, just so you know. We're So we're going to cover the whole ground here today with with all this information but let, let's talk about that job and degree for a second because so many people are stuck in that world of like oh I don't want to do this and I want to do something else um, what was that all about what did you do and uh, I, I understand the words trapped and depressed at a job that paid the bills but didn't align with your true passion take it away <laughs> tell us about that Oh, sure. So, um, well, I have a degree in computer science, and halfway through my degree, I realized that I had really no interest in working with computers. I just thought I'd be bored, and I was, and I got into my job, and I felt like I had just uh, began a 40-year prison sentence. Hmm. Um, And uh, I actually, in uh, one of my jobs, I had a little... Uh, countdown because I had to stay at a job for a year because um, they paid for my moving expenses and I actually put little marks on the on the whiteboard in the office counting down the days till I could quit. Um, oh my gosh. I, yeah, it was bad. I was a bad employee. Um, and, yeah, and then so I just I really um, I had a great job. I had good bosses. I you know from all how it looked from the outside, it looked like I had a great situation. But on the inside, I was just thinking, oh, my gosh, like, what did I do? I, I can't do this for 40 years. What am I going to do? I, I, You know, and, and the money was good, and I had benefits and everything, you know, materialistically every people could want. But I felt like I was here to do something different. And uh, that just that calling just kept haunting me. And I didn't know what it was at first. And so outside of my job, I started doing um, body work in massage school because I, I love that, and um, that led me to uh, kind of a weird, mystical, bizarre journey where um, I ended up quitting my job and doing energy medicine, and uh, it just, uh, it was really strange, um, you know, to to go from computer science to energy medicine, but when I discovered energy medicine, I knew it was what I was here to do, and, you know, my parents were uh, had a little bit of an issue with, wow, you're quitting your job? That's interesting, um, you know, after paying for my college degree. And it was a little bit of a risk. I didn't really um, know how I was going to make money doing energy healing. and uh, But I had to do it because I was so depressed at my job that right. I, I had to do it because I, I felt like I really had no other option. 
So um, that's how I ended up. Uh, now I'm the um, CEO of Quantum Touch, which is an energy uh, medicine organization. And I really love it. It's just it's what I came here to do, and um, I'm so happy yeah. that I that I did quit. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's, yeah, I am too. You're you're here with us. It's a it's interesting how the twists and turns go through life, and you end up you know on a on a radio show in Maine, isn't it? <laughs> you know, at seven in the morning, <laughs> doing doing your thing. But it's a good radio show, and we have a lot of fun with our guests. So um, laugh with me and enjoy it because it's it's just so much fun. But yeah, I know that feeling, and I know a lot of people listening know that feeling, and I know people tune right into this show because we talk about that a lot. We, in fact, I the other day talked on the radio with Tori about how um, I went through a period of time where I was like all smiley and no one would know anything was wrong on the outside, but inside I was like, oh, cringe, I need to change this or I don't feel good because of these food allergies or whatever it is. So if you've got that going on, um, I think Jennifer and I are here to tell you, you know, pay attention to those, to those voices talking to you or that gut feeling because Jennifer, don't you agree that sometimes when you ignore that, that's how um, even sickness can take hold? Um, yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of things with energy medicine where people kind of know what to do, but they don't want to do it. And uh, yeah. um, I've noticed, too, in in my life um, when I ignored um, what I call, like, my divine guidance or that gut feeling or what my heart's telling me to do, um, I usually end up in trouble. or in some disastrous situation. Um, I have a really funny one. Um, I I kind of always felt like I'm supposed to be in Hawaii, and I was trying to make Los Angeles work. And um, probably the thing that shot me over the edge into finally moving was I rented a place in L.A. that was like the haunted mansion, I swear. Um, I got (laughs) into my house. (laughs) Yeah, like I got in the house, and I moved in, and there was this like funny smell. I'm like, oh, well, you know, someone must have had a pet before me. I just got to probably get the rugs cleaned. And and uh, I was going to go into the uh, – take a bath, and I'm like, discovered what the funny smell was. It was the house was infested by rats. Um, oh, gross. <laughs> it was so gross. I, so I got the rats cleaned up. Um, you know, I had uh-huh. to clean up the rats. But then, like, right after I did that, the, like, sewage came up to the toilets, and then the, there's a gas leak, and the heater went out in the middle of winter, and it just was, like, one thing after another, and, and finally I surrendered. I said, all right, spirit, all that is, you know, I get the point. I'm Why be in the ocean <laughs> swimming to Hawaii at that point, you know? There's yeah. <laughs> my like, shark cage, and away I go, or something. I don't know. Yeah, oh, it's gross. It was <laughs> such a disgusting year that I just, I mean, sometimes I think, the universe just it ever had like a disaster in your life where things just they just co-conspire to, to get you to to move if you move I, i'm a little stubborn so sometimes it takes like literally an act of god or rats or something to to get me to make a change you know now now at the, that's hilarious now at this time I don't know how old you are. I've never met you before, but, you know, are you under your parents' care or guidance at all, or are you completely on your own and, you know, they don't have any real profound say in what you're doing and so forth, you know, uh, other than helping you pay for things or whatever? Do you know what I mean? Like, is this what, like when you're 20 or I don't know how old you are now? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I quit my job in my 20s. Um, uh-huh. Yesterday was my birthday, so I just turned 46. Happy um, birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my 20s, though, I quit my job. Um, yeah. And actually, I was 30. Sorry, I was 30. 
Um, and went and and I met um, my current business partner right now, Richard Gordon. And so I quit my job and started Quantum Touch. And I mean, I was on my own. Um, and uh, but you know, interesting enough, um, when I when I did embark on my new career, it, it wasn't all flowers and roses and and sunflowers and and happy hamsters. Um, it, it basically I ended up struggling with money major time. And uh, I have a whole story around that. Um, so uh, well, share it. it, it was share a little it scary. Because, <laughs> share, please do share that because you know that's the number one thing people are probably worried about. You know, I think what keeps people in those miserable spots is a lot of the times money or some type of responsibility that they feel is so you know over you know overwhelming that they that they can't really venture out and do what they want to do. So oh, do sure, share yeah. the money. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm actually writing a whole new book on this whole topic because um I'm hoping I can help people prevent a lot of the mistakes that I made. Um so when I started working with Quantum Touch, um we had we were struggling. And um I actually ended up let's see if I can summarize this. Um I ended up with $135,000 of debt. Um, I had my, you know, I maxed out my credit card and we also, we borrowed a hundred thousand dollars, um, to keep the business going from the bank. And, um, I had other, you know, the car payment and other debt too. So, um, I actually got into probably what people fear is, you know, financial trouble. And, um, but I, now I, you know, I got myself out of it, but I learned a lot of the process of how to work with money and how to work with energy, you know, how to work with the energy of money to um, create, you know, abundance. But it, there was a little bit of a learning curve for sure. Um, so, yeah, so I, I did what people do fear, um, and I would probably, looking back, do stuff a little differently. But mm-hmm. um, I still survived, you know, and I'm still happy with the job. <laughs> so, yeah. I did, uh, yeah, but yeah, well, I totally hear people who are afraid about the money thing for sure. Yeah, I, I came home one day after um, I was in an office setting with four people fighting in literally in like a boxing ring, like in each corner of the office. And oh. um, I closed oh. my door to my own office, which was basically in the middle of all of it. And I, I was just like, oh my gosh, I have to quit this job. I, because I thought, when my littlest one went to kindergarten or actually it was first grade, I would go get a full-time job again and work out of the house and do all that stuff. And it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. I was there for two years, but really at that, at the two year point, I was like, I, I surrender. Here's my white flag. And I basically came home and I, so I quit on the spot, came home and told my husband I quit my job. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, sorry, I'm done. And it was like, what? You know, and then it was like, okay. And I, and I said, well, while I was in there deciding whether to quit my job or not, I wrote a business plan out for this company. I don't know where it came from. It felt like somebody else was like writing for me. And it was all about being your best and best ever you. But I, I don't know where that, it was so bizarre because I don't know. I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you. You're like, where'd that idea mm-hmm. come from? It was like divine or something just really bizarre. I can't mm-hmm. even explain it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I came home and I'm like, well, the good, you know, the bad news is I quit my job, but the good news is here's what I'm going to do. And I haven't looked back since, but I do know what you're feeling about money because when you, when you go from uh, that paycheck rolling in every week or two or whatever it is to how am I going to do this on my own? It's a different, it's a different, it's a whole different ball game. Um, at that point and and 
go ahead. I know you're going to say add on to that. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I totally understand what you uh, are talking about when you feel like the information came, you know, came through you, you know, mm-hmm. like from some other source. Because I've had that happen, and I totally get that. And uh, I think that's awesome because I think a lot of that stuff does, you know, we can be facilitators for um, what I call like the divine or um, spirit or source or, or God or what people call it. And it's amazing that it comes through because you just know that that's your, that's your path oh. that you're compelled, you know, and I love it. I love that feeling. Yeah. And it, well, what's nice about it too, is if you, if you remember those moments, um, whenever anything gets tough or questionable or you, you have a give up moment or whatever it is, even the, I'm going to go positive too. Like when you, when you're like, cool, I get to meet, um, you like you, for example, you're on the show and I get to learn all about you and share your book and all your wisdom with our audience. Um, that wouldn't have happened without those moments. So I, I think it's, I don't know. I, I'm a firm believer in you meet people for reasons and all those wonderful good sayings. <laughs> um, so let's get back to you, though. Um, let's talk. Let me talk about your book a little bit here, and then uh, feel free to interrupt me and and take hold because um, what a great what a great book. It's it's not a for anybody who buys the book. It's not a like a huge thick book. It's more like a little. Um, it's almost something you could carry in your purse as like a little reminder if if you know to open it up and have a smile, but it's her book's called Jennifer's book is called love incorporated. And it's a guide to connecting with to connecting you with your innate wisdom and creating a truly magical and fulfilling life. Um, she, she teaches you in this little book that you don't have to sacrifice your passion, your joy, your values, or your integrity to have an abundant life. Um, and, and to talk about doing what you actually love to do. And so that's, that's you to the core. Um, through this process of quitting your job and doing all the things that you've done, how did author come into that and how did you write your book and why? Well, <laughs> well, um, <laughs> it's funny how this stuff happens. So um, mm-hmm. I went through a period in my life a few years ago where I was a little bit depressed um, because I had lost uh, my um, – I, I had this hobby doing the flying trapeze. and um, oh, neat. And yeah, we had a we had a trapeze school in Maui, and it closed, and it was like a big part of my life. And so I was like, well, just kind of in a whiny, depressing mood. So I'm like, well, um, in in the meantime, I had rented a place here on Maui that was basically just a big plot of dirt for a yard. And I'm like, wow, I think I'm gonna, with my landlord's permission, uh, make this plot of dirt into something that looks pretty because I'm bored right now without the trapeze. So. Um, I started like creating a garden out there and it was a big plot of land. And um, so I'd spend like hours a day out in the garden. Um, And all of a sudden I was out there and the whole message for the book came through, like the the chapter titles and the content. And it just, it just came through me and I'm like, Oh, okay, I guess I'm going to write a book. So um, like you said before, when that information just comes through, um, it was almost like I was just taking dictation as opposed yeah, to yeah exactly you know, yeah yeah right uh-huh. um, and so that's how that happened it was just an inspiration and uh, it, interesting enough like everything in life when we're um, inspired to do something it also uh, we have to conquer sometimes a fear and uh, my thing with the book was uh, you know public speaking being on radio being. Uh, Putting mm-hmm. a voice out there was really scary for me because you know I, I'm the, the one that likes to hide behind the computer and just you know work on the website. So 
it, you know, I remember my first radio show ever, I was, like, so nervous. I was just, like, dripping sweat and just, oh, my gosh, it was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> it just was completely a new, um, just helped me conquer my, my fear of public speaking. Um, but, Good. yeah, it just came through. And um, it's, uh, I, you know, my whole idea of writing it um, is helping people connect to their, um, what I call their divine guidance or innate wisdom, because that's the one thing that really helped me is when I started actually listening to that, um, things started to improve in my life. And um, I was intending to help other people connect to that, you know, connection to, I like to call it also the cosmic GPS, um, you know, that thing that's aligning you with your, your true purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, that's great. I like that. Cosmic GPS. Everybody hear that? Aligning you with your true purpose. That's a good. That's good. Um, so you're gonna write another book, is that correct? I'm working on a new one right now. Because, <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah. So th- this book that I'm working on right now um, basically delves uh, more into finance because that's where a lot of people I've noticed get stuck is that they're out there trying to do what they love, and yet they're really struggling with money. I know a couple people who you know live in their home, yeah. or I'm sorry, are homeless. They live in their car and are wanting to do healing work or help people, but they can't afford a place to, to live. I've actually met, personally met three people like that. So, um, and that's where I struggled too, was finally doing what I love, and yet you know, I got into debt and just really stressed about money. So right. my new book uh, delves directly, you know, faces that topic head on and kind of my, my few aha moments of what I learned with, with money and how I turned my situation around, and um, I get really um, authentically honest in this book about you know a lot of the ways I've struggled with you know my mindset too. And um, anyways, it uh, I really want to help people with the money part now. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, I I look forward to reading that. It's I think that's always helpful because I think that is one of the things that people. Don't you still don't you disagree that they that's one of the things that people are trying to do? I mean, people always love to find what they love to do, but there's that gap of like how do I make money doing this when I've got, you know, like kids or a mortgage or college tuition or car payments or, you know, whatever it is, grocery money even um to try and make it work and um it can be it can be hard to do that. So I that's that ought to be really interesting to read. Um now, one of the questions I've been told I'm supposed to ask you um, by the powers that be here who helped me uh, bring you on the radio show today is why, what's the real reason, and this is going to jump, but maybe tie it back. What's the real reason why bad things happen to good people? I was looking over your, the information that got sent to me about you, and I'm like, no, that's an interesting question. And I can't figure out why I'm supposed to ask that to you. <laughs> well, okay, that's great. Um, actually, I cover this in my new book too. Um, so I'm going to share uh, a bad experience that happened to me, and then what I learned from it, and um, because it it helped me answer that question. And again, I just want to say that this is my perspective. Um, so um, I had a day five years ago where um, somebody broke into my house in the middle of the night. It was like three in the morning. And he comes in my bedroom and wakes me up. And it turned into, like, a sexual assault and a robbery. And I was uh, – now, now, really interesting, before this happened, the universe had something to say to me. And right before I woke up, the universe said, um, it is manifested. 
And that was like the weirdest thing ever. I'm like, what? What's manifested? And I kind of knew what the universe was telling me, but I didn't really want to believe it. And then I woke up to this, this stranger in my room. And um, it was just, uh, it, was a, it was kind of a wake-up call on multiple levels because I felt like I had, I kind of had peeled back the veil and saw like the energy underneath the reality kind of almost like the matrix where, <laughs> you know, we're, we're behind, we're, we're generating our reality with our energy. And um, so on that level, and I, and I talk about this a lot in my new book, on that level, um, we uh, create who we are in the world. So, um, you know, Einstein said um, our reality is a reflection of our vibration. And, you know, that was kind of hard for me to take because I felt like the universe was definitely saying that I created a bad experience. And even though I conceive myself as I'm a really good person, I try to help others, there was something within me that was a match for a really bad experience. And it took me about six years to to unwind that whole thing and understand what part of my energy was a match for that and it's you know it's kind of even wait a minute I want to ask you something yeah let me ask you Mm -hmm. something so you don't believe that was just totally random and not your fault at all like no I wanted to believe that but no I don't believe I don't believe it was random no huh do you do you think that um let me ask you this first of all I'm sorry that that happened to you too um did um and I and let me just hang on one second. Um, trying to word this right. Did you ever have fear that that was going to happen to you? Like, do you think you created that out of like thinking that was, do, do you know what I mean? I can't understand like what you were saying before. Do you, do you oh, think that happened? Uh-huh. Did you fear it was fear it all the time? So therefore you like, you created your own reality through that energy of you know, fear or is that what you mean? Part. I had never, no, I had <clears throat> never thought about okay. it before. That's the weird part. So, so here's, here's the weirder part. And again, I want to say this is my experience and my perspective. Um, not everyone's going to um, probably agree with this, but so I spent about six years visiting different energy healers and different, you know, trying to understand like, all right, okay, universe, if I did, you know, if my vibration was a match for this, like how, you know, why? <laughs> what the, you know, I was kind of mad at the universe for even implying that I could create something like that. Um, so I, I went around on this journey of trying to understand, you know, what is it that creates our reality? Because, you know, the, the secret says we create our reality based on our thoughts or, you know, and that's a real popular thing based, you know, what the secret says. And so a lot of people uh, started to adopt that belief that our thoughts create our reality. But in my case, it wasn't my thoughts because I had never thought about that. So I'm like, well, the universe, like, if it's not our thoughts, what is it? So yeah, I'm different. I I don't I don't believe it's just your thoughts that create your re- reality, though. I yeah, believe I don't your thoughts. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not with that. Um, I'm more like your actions and your everything about you creates your reality. Your actions. Yeah. Your, yeah. yeah um, your energy. Your yeah. everything creates your reality. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I I disagree with the thoughts as well, and that's what I learned is that um, your vibration which is mm-hmm. your energy, to me, it's your energy in essence and what's going right. on with your heart that creates your reality. So in my case, um, what I learned as I funneled that down is um, 
what was going on in my heart was I had like this, this, I was deeply angry at, at the masculine energy. And I, it, that anger was like, was intensely deep. And once I processed that anger, the universe said, all right, see where you, that anger, that level of depth of anger is what created and attracted that experience. So, I mean, this, the universe was super clear with me. It was really, you know, it was a wake-up call for me because the universe was saying, you know, this is, this is exactly what created it, and it had nothing to do with your thoughts. It was what's deeply buried in your heart. And that was, it, was just, it still shocks me now of how the universe really, you know, if the universe speaks to you and is very clear of what it's saying, it, it's still a bit shocking to me now. I'm like, wow, I had no clue. Yeah. I had all that stored until it came up to the surface. So, just so did you write your me. book? Yeah, did you write your book after that or before that? Um, after I'm writing, um, I'm writing this whole experience in my in my new book. Right, my but your book your other book, that. yeah, uh-huh. it was after that. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. did that at all? Did that um, incident exp- inspire you to write your books at all? Does it is it tied in any way or? Um, it, it, what I mean, what exactly inspired you to write the book? The um, first book. This one, yeah, the first book was. I don't find the, that very inspirational. So I'm thinking maybe I don't find an event like that very inspirational in a way um, at all. So I'm thinking more along the lines of healing. I guess maybe I didn't yeah. um, say mm-hmm. that quite right, you know, because um, I think that yeah. we. I think very often when we write, when we journal, when we talk, when we share, we're healing, mm-hmm. the, uh, healing yeah, up the wounds. I yeah, I, I think that a lot of stuff that I've noticed with healing, with energy healing as well, when people have, um, let's say, really tough stuff in their life or a, a real bad disease or, or something really tough, what I've mm-hmm. noticed is um, when you get down to the energetic level and when you help people process the energy out that's when stuff starts to change. Right. So, and and negative stuff usually prompts people to to look more deeply into their life, mm-hmm. and that that was for sure for me. Um, and a lot of people who are kind of stuck in something, um, if they go deeper into the energy, like I said, it's like peeling uh, beneath the veil. They look at the energy patterns and they're like, oh wow. I'm, I'm connecting the dots now. I see this pattern, and I understand why I have that. And then they go deeper into the pattern and release the pattern. A lot of times, even these seemingly impossible conditions actually resolve. Right. And um, that's why I love energy medicine. Well, yeah, and I think that's where I was going to go next is for you to just keep telling us a little bit more about what energy healing is and what quantum touch is because, and keep in mind, um, sometimes people who listen to my show um, uh, do not have any experience with this at all. So this could be the first time somebody is um, listening to any of this type of information. I find that a lot of my a lot of my audience is not overly um, involved in self-help, but they're, they're searching for answers. They're searching for assistance and um, willing to try new things. So um, what is energy yeah. healing and what is quantum touch? So, so basically um, energy healing is working with the uh, human energy system. 
and I believe it's this thing called your vibration. And Mm -hmm. this one's a little hard to explain, but I'm going to try to explain it in terms of, like, if I were totally new to it. Um, So if you think about the difference between something that's alive or something that's dead, or um, if you're driving along the freeway and you kind of, you know how you play that game where you kind of know somebody's looking at you? Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, like they're they're driving alongside and you're like, I knew that person was looking at me. Like you can kind of feel energy yeah. that person. You can feel their energy, right? Um, and uh, or you go into a room and there's like a weird vibe or a happy vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's like the energy that emanates from everyone, and I believe that that energy is a reflection of of your essence, um, what's going on in your heart and soul and and mind, and it's this. Uh, like the energy and essence of who you are and it's your um patterning so it's like whatever pattern you're projecting into the reality so um so let me give another example so um if you have a certain relationship like let's say your spouse or your partner and it's two people sharing an energy and have you ever noticed how (laughs) your your spouse like responds to your energy like yes. if you're in a bad I've been mood, married for you know, 20 years so yeah <laughs> I definitely know I definitely know that yeah. um, but you can you, yeah sorry you get yeah. to the point no no you get to the point where you've been around each other for so long that you almost um, imitate each other too um, you're like just two total peas in a pod like I'll exercise if you do I'll eat that if you do I won't eat that if you don't I'll <laughs> you know the whole I the know. whole thing is funny so it's very difficult to maintain uh, any sort of independence in a lengthy relationship, you as if you're pals. I mean, like we're, and again, I'm no marriage counselor or anything like that, but or, or therapist or anything. But I notice in our own relationship, we're like inseparable. It is absolutely hilarious. Like even to go walk down the street, I'm like, well, I'm not walking down the street unless you do. <laughs> it's a funny thing, but I totally know what you mean about the energy that goes around that too. Um, yeah. Can you talk? Like, let's. Can we talk more about this energy thing for a minute? Because you know, I'm trying to keep talking about it so people listening get it. Because I love the word vibe. Because you mm-hmm, know, yeah. you know when you're around somebody grumpy. Mm-hmm. You know, you're when you're around somebody who's not listening, or preoccupied, or harried, or hurried, even or so energetic you have to leave because they're too energetic <laughs> do you, there are so many do you know there's so much energy is that what you mean you yeah can, in fact vibe it, it, to me is short for um, vibration because mm-hmm. everything's responding to your energy in the world um and and you know even uh like it's is like the big tenet of um you know, the philosophy that a lot of spiritual leaders have is like everything responds to your energy. And I always like to quote Einstein because that's exactly what he said. You know, he got to the bottom of quantum physics and said everything responds to your energy. And Wayne Dyer said um, you you attract who you are. So basically the whole philosophy that I'm, I'm trying to say is that, you know, the reality, the external reality or your body – um, whatever's going on is a reflection of your vibe or your energy, yeah. and um, it yeah. uh, it and I look at it as a pattern. So basically, 
your whole energy imposes a pattern into the reality. That's why I think your spouse is, is so interesting um, because if, if you're imprinting a certain energy, um, people around you just respond to that. And uh, so if you're grumpy um, or if you start a health kick, your, your spouse is going to kind of respond to that even if you don't even talk about it. I know with my boyfriend, you know, if I'm eating, uh, you know, crappy food or whatever, he'll, he'll follow right along with that, you know, subconsciously. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> the funniest thing. Know, well, you know, and I live in a yeah. house. I have a couple of kids in college now, but just I have four boys, and I yeah. always we we talk about weight a lot on this show and weight loss and healthy and all that stuff. And it is so interesting being the only girl in a house of five young five men, basically, ages mm. you know fifteen to you know fifty eight. And, um, oh, my God, it is hilarious. And exactly, like, they're all trying to gain weight, and I'm trying to lose it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're all like, yes, uh-huh. I'm, I, I put on weight for baseball. I'm like, seriously? I just am trying to lose those 20. It's just the funniest thing. But the energy, when you're – I'm talking about energy t- in this way, too, um, and hoping you can elaborate a little bit, too, because when somebody has an energy you don't want to be around – um, and that's, I'm not using my kids as an example of an energy I don't want to be around, but I'm going to take it a step further and say, um, like, if you have an energy around you where you don't want to be like that, like something bad, like, I don't want to be around an alcoholic or a drug addict mm-hmm. or, you know, some type of behavior that it might be in your family or friends or something like that. Um, but it's difficult to escape that energy. Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, that's such a deep topic. Okay, it is, isn't it? Um, and I didn't say it exactly right, but I got you know I got the idea as I, I was totally talking because I love their I yeah. love my kids' energy of all their gaining weight, um, uh, but I don't want to gain weight. But I wanted to take it a step further and say you know let's say if somebody in your family who just has an energy uh, uh, that is just something you don't want to be around and you feel like you're stuck being around it. Uh huh. Uh, I hear you. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, nothing to do with my kids. I love them. <laughs> yeah so here's the thing like have you ever noticed that people tend to attract the same things over and over again like that person who who uh breaks up with one person and who's alcoholic and then attracts another alcoholic or uh-huh. i uh i noticed one person that i had in my life who always attracted people who had ocd and you know that was his thing was everyone he dated had ocd and hmm. um it was just really interesting that i started noticing this that people tend to recreate the same person, but just with a different, you know, a different name in relationships. You know, I do that too. I create the same thing, the same pattern. And so I realized that it's really not their fault. Um, I can't blame my spouse for for my creation, right? Um, What's really I have to look at is why do I keep generating the same situation over and over again? You know, Smart I get the same miserable smirk circumstances, right? <laughs> yeah. So in a case where you're stuck, let's say you're in a relationship already that you can't escape, um, like, you know, um, wh- whatever it is. Just bring a family just, member with you for the day. You yeah. Know, that you're just like, oh, God, their energy oh, is off. Yeah, but they're my brother, sister, uncle, cousin, aunt, whatever, mother, father, whatever it could be. You know what I mean? We We all have those moments where you're just like oh I want to be different than that yeah I believe that if by changing your energy they change thank you I'm really radical on that so um you know I 
and and I think it's so common to go into this um, feeling of like, oh my God, it's it's my boyfriend's fault that I gained ten pounds or whatever. Like people go into this <laughs> mindset of wanting to blame their spouse or their family. Right? Yeah. Um, and what I've really learned is that um, in my own life too, and especially because of all the negative stuff, um, I learned that the universe is just merely responding to me and my energy. So whenever I change my energy, um, things can't help but but shift. Okay. And, you know, that that's like the interesting part. And that's what I learned. You know, I know that, that I described a pretty intense experience, but that's kind of what it took in my case to really learn how how we can actually shift our reality based on our energy within. Mm-hmm. And it's such an empowering thing. I mean, on some level, all this negative stuff really sucks. But if we can take that and say, wow, all right, I'm not a victim to anything because the universe is responding to me. So if we, because I think it's so easy, like I did, to get into this victim consciousness and say, all right, I'm going to blame my spouse, I'm going to blame, you know, my circumstances or my family or, you know, my genes or, or whatever it is for my, you know, for my life, and then then that's how we stay stuck. And right. so if we can, you know, change that and say, all right, um, I can own this, and, and you know, like, I'll, you know, the, those famous quotes about um, be the change that you want to see in the world, it's actually true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's not just a fluffy, nice statement. I mean, it really does work from from what I've observed. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I love that. And I don't think you can change other people very well either. I think you can respond and react, (laughs) respond and react and change yourself accordingly and maneuver through. But um, that's kind of why I I brought that up. I was just sort of seeing if we um, agreed. And and it's interesting we do. Um, And you elaborated beautifully on um, on that. I think that's a tool right there for everybody listening um, who might find yourself in that situation where you're blaming everybody else but yourself. Um, take a strong look within and uh, you can elaborate there. You want to take that one? The strong look within? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, so here's what I was doing wrong with money. One of the things I did wrong with money is I was in the blame game. I was blaming everything else looking within for my financial stuff. I was like, well, it's God's fault. God's supposed to provide me more money. It's like my business partner's fault. It's, you know, and for some people, they may believe right now it's Trump's fault. I mean, whatever it is, um, <laughs> or it's, I'm, you know, our, our society sucks. Like, it's just whatever thoughts that go on with people um, as far as, like, well, I can't get ahead because of blah, 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 blah. Um, I was doing that, and, um, you know, I <laughs> – once I realized that, wow, like, I need to change myself, I can actually change stuff, but I need to be willing to look at why I'm in the situation I'm in in the first place. Because, yeah, i got to say, blame is a lot easier than looking within. Um, it's so much easier. Like, it's, yeah. I, it's hard to look within. It's hard to say, oh, gosh, wow, I, I, I really, you know, I really created that. That's really hard to do. It it takes a lot of um, inner strength to be willing to look within, and I think it's really really hard. Um, I have so much easier to blame. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and recognizing. Uh huh. Oh uh, no! Oh, go ahead. Keep going. And recognizing what? Oh, okay. Yeah, I just saying. You know, so, so I think the first step, uh, like in any situation you want to change, is recognizing that you had a part in the creation of it. 
which I, I think is just really hard to do. Yeah. Know, some, yeah. yeah I, and, but the first step is just, just even the acknowledgement that, that you did create it. Um, yeah. And again, so hard to do. <laughs> so, um, so we're scheduled to end the show right now, but I'm going to keep going and we're going to go into record mode. So for anybody listening, um, if you're listening through the computer, you can just keep listening. If you dialed in on the phone, I think you can keep listening too, but if anything does cut off, you can call 714-868-0220 and uh, continue listening. Um, or if the show does cut off, you can listen to the end of the show um, in free replay mode, which is through the link um, all the time. So we're just going to keep going for maybe five, ten minutes more or so. Um, if Jennifer, do you have the time to stay with us just a little bit more? Oh, yeah, so we can that's finish? wonderful. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank awesome. you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, on the whole. Super exciting. Sorry. Isn't, isn't it? Well, no, and I think yeah. we've created a show here that people can actually listen back to. And, you know, like if you're exercising, you can put your earbuds in and listen to something that might actually help you in your life, which I love shows like that because, um, you know, sometimes sometimes you hear what you need to hear just the right day to sort of make a little shift and a change in your life. And we had you in the we had you in a better direction maybe. Um, so it seems like this show might be kind of like that. Cause I know even just for me, it's helping me. I'm like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I needed that reminder today. And um, I know from the show so far, I've written down, um, you know, five or six notes at, with a big question at the top. Who are you blaming? <laughs> right. Mm. Who are you blaming? Yeah. Ask yourself that. Who are you blaming? About if the list is longer than your piece of paper, you know, maybe it's time to, listen again to the show because you gave some great advice about the blame game. Um, and then and I, I also, um, I have to add, I, yeah. I blamed God, by the way, like I you was, did, you know, I, I, I blame God. Yeah. I was angry at God or, you know, spirit mm-hmm. or all that is. Um, I had spent a long time in that blaming God mode. So I just had to say that because sometimes, you know, if we've gotten to a place in our consciousness where we stop blaming others, but now we're blaming like the universe. Um, I did that for a while. Sorry, that's a tricky one. No, no, that. that's a tricky one. You have to interrupt when you're, and I'm interrupting you or whatever. You're adding such key information, and it's like, oh, I just thought of that. So I'm, I'm all good with interrupting on the show. Everybody knows that. Um, <laughs> no, so who are you blaming? And what do you think though, if you get into a pattern where you've blamed yourself so much, you go into depression or something? Because that's trick too. Like you can go from blaming the universe to blaming everybody around you, and then when you start to go, oh crap, I'm responsible for this, and I did this, and then you go down down sinking um that's a tricky one too isn't it Mm. yeah so okay so there's a there's a big difference between acknowledging your role and creating something versus saying like i'm a bad person because i created this that's a tricky one and and or i somehow deserve this because i'm a bad person or you know having that thought that there's a judgment associated with the creation um that's a really good point. I, I believe that um, creation is not about judgment. It's about learning. It's about, you know, the earth school that we're in, that mm-hmm. we're learning how to consciously create reality here. And um, not because we're bad or good people. We're innately all love. I mean, at our source, at our core is, is just love. And we're innately all, you know, equally deserving of love, unconditional love. And that, and we recognize that because I think that's who we are. So even getting into this blame of blaming yourself, um, it's just it's not about blame. 
it's more about what I feel like course corrections. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're going down a certain path and then something, you know, quote unquote bad happens and you look at it and say, wow, how did I create this? Um, from a place of non-judgment, just from a curiosity of, oh, that's interesting. How do I create this? Asking for guidance from the universe, the universe has said, okay, well, this is how that happened. And then you make that little course correction um, and, and go back into um, a greater a greater life because every time you, you hit a wall or a negative event, um, it's it's a learning curve to say, wow, I can shift my energy and now create an even better life. Right. And I think that's part of the, the interesting part. So I like to view it as course corrections rather than, well, I'm a bad person or, or going into that negative, yeah. you know, negative self-talk. Yeah. So human nature kind of goes like this. You've, you've, somebody's bought the potato chips, you've sat on the couch and eaten the potato chips together, blaming each other. (laughs) They bought the potato chips and they've made you eat them. So you're both sitting there on the couch Uh going, I'm eating these because of you and I'm eating these because of you. And then you get up in the next morning and you weigh yourself and you go, oh my God. I am terrible. I am a horrible. You look in the mirror and you go, I am a horrible person. I'm. I weigh forty pounds overweight. I'm going to blame myself. Blame myself. Blame myself. Blame myself. Blame uh, myself. Bad person. Yeah, I'm a, I that's how we do that in in you know in girl mode sometimes, especially. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. you're saying go all the way back, and I'm saying who are you blaming? We're saying careful with yourself. Careful with the universe. Careful with the spouse. And you're saying okay, recognize it. Blame a little, but course correct, so take action. So when you're sitting there eating the potato chips, maybe it's a good idea to say, you know, have all of them that you want, and I'm not going to eat those, or <laughs> I'm going to go. Oh. You change, right? You break yeah, the... Yeah, I would actually, yeah, I would actually understand, not. like, what, why do we eat the potato chips in the first place? Because yeah, usually, here, here's how it goes Somebody. with food, right? You're like, oh, God, I'm having a horrible day. You know, my life lunch, sucks. Lunch. The only thing that will redeem my day is chocolate. Or whatever it is, potato chips, right? Mm, and so the thought is like, yeah, so how did you get that way in the first place? Like what actually is going on to um, to emotionally eat? Um, and sometimes, you know, it's fun to emotionally eat. I mean, I do it. Um, but to recognize so. that when you're eating potato chips, you're emotionally eating, <laughs> you know, instead yeah. of eating something that actually nourishes the body. So, um so I think that's the key right there is, well, what, you know, what happened to to create this pattern in the first place. Yeah. Um, and then you can look within, again, <laughs> seems to be the uh-huh. thing there, and say, well, and I don't know because, you know, my spouse or whatever, like, but, understand and, and what the, happened. Yeah, and I think as you look within, you'll find that that pattern exists in just about everything that you do. Uh, uh-huh. that's, that's what I have found. Yeah. So what, if you're broke or if you're, um, if you're spiritually broken or if you're eating broken or what, whatever it is that you think isn't quite going on well about you, chances are you're carrying that behavior pattern or that thought pattern or whatever into a variety of aspects of your life. And so I love what you just said, where you go well, back to the source and give those good old questions of why <laughs> and give the why, give the why a whirl and heal up. So that you, you know, maybe break some of those patterns that are going on and carrying over into everything that you, you know, do. But I love the fact that um, with your why comes the, like, taking responsibility for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's really that's what that is. Like, like the annoying six-year-old that's like, okay, I ate the potato chips because I was angry at my spouse. Well, why? 
Well, I was angry at myself because he did blah, blah, blah. Well, why? Well, I was yeah. angry at blah, 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 because, you know, you, you trace it back to the origin. Um, it's, it actually gets kind of interesting and juicy when you start doing that mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, well, I have this belief that I'm not worthy. Or yeah. it usually traces it back to some emotionally charged belief about yourself, which I found mm-hmm. really fascinating. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I had that belief in there. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So. And um, okay, so we're we're still talking about energy healing and quantum touch. Believe it or not, um, how? Tell me, bring us back. How does all of what we just talked about tie into energy healing and quantum touch? If you can. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So basically, you know, what I'm suggesting on this show is that we're a reflection. Our, our reality, like including our physical health, is a reflection of our energy or vibration. So, for example, the potato chips. So you're eating the <laughs> potato chips because, like, there's a certain energy that's within you that's um, that you want to escape, right? Because um, mm-hmm. emotionally and usually like, numbs your emotional energy. Um, so you're trying to numb that out. You don't want to face it usually. I mean, that's what I do. I mean, I'm not immune to this whatsoever. So you're like, um, so here's how it usually goes. So I'm feeling depressed. That's an energy. We're putting off that depressive vibe, so to speak. Um, now, here's where energy healing can help is if you can tap into the energy versus trying to just cover it up, but actually do energy healing on it or, or feel what's going on energetically within yourself um, rather than just seeking like an outside bomb, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. That's because that's it's basically what we really need to understand. If we want to truly understand the light within or who we are within, understanding ourselves as energy. Yeah. And that's where energy healing comes in because it, it basically shows us how to do what I feel like children do naturally, which is understand themselves as energy. And, I mean, your cat can do that. <laughs> you know, we just, I, know. I think as we grow up in our society, we, we've kind of shut that down. But um, that's why I love energy healing because it, it doesn't just say, well, all right, here's, a, here's something outside of yourself that will tell you will fix the problem. It's actually, you know, makes you look within and gives you tools to do that because I think a lot of us have shut down those tools as we've gotten older. Yeah, or band-aided them with drugs or alcohol or prescription medication or or sex or food or potato chips, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to take a picture of my pantry when we're done here. There's potato chips in it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Anyway, um, yeah. Okay, so Mm -hmm. I don't want to keep you much longer, but I – Thank you very much for all of your wisdom and um, your authenticity, too. I think people love it when people come on the show and are so authentic that they can identify with the, the issues, the problems, the smiles, the happiness, the, you know, the everything. And, and plus, you've, they've got tools to leave with that might help them in some way. So I love your book, um, love, love Incorporated, right? I got the name of that right. I'm, I'm on to a different uh-huh, page here. Yeah, I'm doing that by memory. So Love Incorporated. <laughs> and then another one coming out. Um, Real quick, let's just end on, um, I don't know if we can end on this. Tell me if this is too much, but quickly, how can you create a life of doing what you love to do? Like if somebody was listening and saying, okay, I want to do that. You know, Elizabeth and Jennifer, you quit your jobs and are doing what you love to do. I'm next. <laughs> I'm not sure I would, I'm not sure I would um, 
I did a different thing. I, you know, I, I leapt first and then looked back and licked wounds. Um, uh-huh, that's too. one way, that's one way to do it. I think we both did. Yeah. It's like, okay. I, you know, I set a for, I drew a line in the sand and said, no more. I'm going uh-huh. this direction. Um, so is that what you recommend? <laughs> um, um, so, yeah. yeah. So here's, here's the deal oh, on that one. Um, I feel like it's really important to follow your own wisdom on, on your path. And so the hardest part for a lot of people is tapping into their own, what I call their divine guidance or the cosmic GPS or their innate wisdom. To me, that's like the, actually the hardest piece for people because a lot of people don't even know what they want to do. Actually. Um, they're just lost. Right. And I, and I felt lost for a long time. Um, so it was really the whole secret is, so here's a little thing you can do every day, and this is what I do when I feel stuck, is uh, do something every day that you love because the guidance and our innate wisdom comes through the heart, I believe. So when you open the heart, that's when you receive your guidance. Like your heart's like a divine tuning instrument to the um, cosmic you know, guidance airwaves, right? So if you mm-hmm. open your heart, um, you, you start getting the messages. That's why for me, like gardening – was um, a way that my new book came in because my heart was open. I was enjoying what I was doing, at least for a brief period of time. So if you could do something every day, even for 10 minutes, where you're just doing what you love and you feel like your heart's open, um, you'll start getting some messages. And I believe that we are guided. We are guided every step of the way. And a lot of times it's it's just, you know, I like baby steps towards mm-hmm. the goal. So if you like writing a book, for example, it can seem daunting to write a whole book, but if you say, okay, today I'm going to write a paragraph or today I'm going to write a page um, or whatever it is, if, if you just say, I'm just going to do one thing towards that goal or for many people, I'm going to do one thing every day with the intent to hear my guidance because to me that's the first step is really understanding who you are. I mean, really, it's really an understanding who you are because um, I feel like so much of a lost touch with who we are, yeah. with our authentic self. Like, who's really in there? You know, like, who am I? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's that's really the key. Is is just you know, and we, we're so trained in our society not to listen to that. Um, we are, aren't we? We're, yeah. I think that we're trained to compete against each other too, in in odd mm-hmm. ways. Like, you might think, oh, you know, I'm I. I love to write, but uh, is it any good? I wonder if anybody will actually read this. It's not as good as them. They're a bestseller. They're, you know, so things like that creep mm-hmm. up. As you, there's a, always like a competitive thing. Um, not always, but a, a lot of the times people are uh, stop stop right in their tracks because they think people are better than them. And I always say there's plenty of room. <laughs> I do. I, 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 I do. That. <laughs> plenty of room. Yeah, I mean, I mean, ultimately, too. Um, you know the external the external labels aren't really what we're doing here. Like saying, yeah. um, if we can somehow like say, all right, it doesn't really matter what other people think. This is a whole other can of worms. Yeah. But you know, if if we look at if we create something like our our masterpiece, whether it be writing or art or whatever, if we let ourselves get like torn down by the critics or people who you know give us a one star review on Amazon or whatever that is. Um, if we let ourselves go there, um, that can really, you know, uh, kill your dream and kill your enthusiasm because you're, you're, you know, and 
I, you know, I remember when I first got my first two star review on Amazon for my book. I'm like, ah. It, yeah, it, I know. I, I, not I, to take that personally. <laughs> I have um, one where somebody told me I I blew the book out of a certain part of my anatomy, and I'm like, really? <laughs> that's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> so you should read the review. I think it's like one of the first ones on there, and I'm like, really? Wow. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I, so I, yeah I, I get the review of all reviews, I think. I'm like, wow, and I can't even delete that. I have no control over that. Whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, you put yourself out there. It is up there for all eternity. <laughs> But, you know, I'll take everything else everybody wrote over that. So, um, but so funny. But, yeah, it, it, it's about, I love that advice because, you know, you really, it, you measure the success by the smile on your face, other people's faces and things like that. And if you let stuff like that bug you, you're you're going to, you know, never get going. So, anyway, yeah, yeah. that's that's good advice. Yeah, All right, but that is a whole <laughs> other show about success that we don't have time for today. But uh, anyway, I've totally I've totally loved having you on. The uh, the other things I wrote down were um, a strong look within, um, shift, shifting. You have to correct, fix this for me. Shift your reality. Shift your energy within. When you sh- what was that about? When you shift your reality, your reality shifts when you shift your energy within. Uh-huh. I don't know what yeah, you said there. You shift, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I like to say it several ways. Yeah, your reality is a reflection of who you are. When you shift your energy, your reality changes. Um, there you go. Okay. So yeah, it's an inside job. Uh, like we, you know, we get these Those messages all all over. You know. Yeah, so. you, I wrote down you attract who you are, um, mm-hmm. and you generate your reality with your energy. I, so a lot about energy. And then I quoted you. I'm going to probably put this out there on Twitter or something. But do something every day that you love. Um, and then you said, yeah. open your, open your heart. Did you have something else that you do something every day that you love? Um, and then you said something about your heart. I, I heard you say, open your heart. Yeah. When, when you open your heart, that's when you receive your, um, your guidance, your innate wisdom. Cause that's really who we are is what's in our heart. So when mm-hmm. you open your heart, that's like the pathway to following, um, your highest and best path. And nice. being your best you because you're you open up to being your authentic self. So um, that's such a key thing to me is you know if I'm having a really bad day, um, if I can you know even if I just pet my little kitten for you know five minutes, I mean how can you not open your heart? So just no. you know something every day that you love. <laughs> awesome. Um, All right. So if people yeah. want to um, if people want to reach you, what's the best way to get hold of you? I don't know if you do private uh, coaching or 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 how that goes. Um, I don't do private coaching, but um, okay. I have a you know I have a couple of websites, and I'm doing the books and uh, energy work, uh, quantum touch. So there's a couple ways. Um, one is my new website, um, jennifernoeltaylor.com, mm-hmm. and uh, that's still in development. And then there's uh, my site, uh, loveincorporatedthebook.com. Perfect. And um, and then one, and then we have the energy healing one, which is quantumtouch.com. Perfect. All right. So that's how to get a hold of you. And, and um, yeah, and if you want to write some Amazon reviews for her that are five star, um, (laughs) both of us appreciate those. Uh, Love Incorporated, Percolate, you go right ahead, log on there to Amazon, five star reviews. We accept them. We're proud of them. And we do talk about them on the radio. So, um, (laughs) all right. So um, Jennifer Noel Taylor's book, let me say that again. Jennifer Noel Taylor's book is called Love Incorporated, The Business of Doing What You Love. And um, you just heard her website, 
but I'll say them one more time. Loveincorporatedthebook.com and jennifernoeltaylor.com. That's J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R-N-O-E-L-T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. And Jennifer, it has been a wonderful uh, time with you here on the radio. And thank you so much to David Essel for bringing us together for the show. And um, just thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for the show. I think I love what you're doing, and I really appreciate being on the show. So thank you. Thank you. Well, we love your message, and I'm going to listen to this back because when I write notes, it means I love the show. So lots to Mm -hmm. learn. Um, yeah, that's that's, a, that's good information. You taught people a lot of good things today. So, And if you look at her book, it's so nice. Um, I've carried it in my purse this last week. I sometimes do that with people's books uh, before they come onto the show. Like when I have time uh, sitting there doing something else, I'll pull the book out and, you know, read a little bit more or whatever, you know, get a good, get that good vibe going for the book um, and, and the author and so forth. So really, really a good book, lots of wisdom in it. And um, not such a long book either that you can't, um, you know, read it in a day even I think I I read it in in I put my mind to it and you know read it pretty fast so I love books like that where they don't take you weeks and weeks to read or anything like that it's not it's not a super long book so all right um lots of love thank you again Jennifer and um, I hope you have a really nice day out there in Hawaii it you know we've got this mess of rain here in Maine so um yeah send us some sunshine send us some flowers all that good Maui, beautiful weather to Maine. Just pop that on JetBlue and send it on in, all right? <laughs> awesome. oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. Yeah. all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Best Ever You Network. For more information, just visit us at besteveryou.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.